Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Two Smoking Microphones podcast where you come to listen to people shout in your ears. Ah, I'm Connor. Hello. It's me. Hi everyone, I'm Harry. Yeah, hello. Um, And we're going to talk, you know, again this week. Like we do every week. Yeah, we're just going to... Yeah, we're going to have a conversation and you're going to sit here and listen. And um, yeah, that's about it really. Thanks. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. You make this joke every week. I know, and I'm never going to stop. Oh, God. Then we have to stop the podcast, because I can't deal with it. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, man. But it's, it's, it's something that I'm committed to. No. Anyway, so what's happening in the world? Well, lots of stuff that we're not going to go into. <laughs> world's a bit fucked. Yeah. Let's just leave it. Um, you know, there's bad things happening in other countries for some reason people oh, i say for some reason i know what reason i'm not going to go into any of it but people are trying to cancel gal gadot now so you know <laughs> it's all good i got really confused on that actually it's because she's israeli oh she was part i think of the israeli defense force okay yeah so not good uh i'm not going to go I into any of that though because we're not we're not a political podcast um Absolutely not. We are the wrong people to speak about this kind of thing. Yeah. So let's talk about the things that are really important to us. So after I mentioned it last week, yeah, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Dragon Ball Super is getting a new film. Oh, very nice, very nice. Confirmed coming out next year. Nothing else confirmed about it. People are speculating it's going to be all like CG animation though, just because there's a mention that they're going to be doing something different with the visuals, and that's what's really popular in Japan at the moment. Yeah. I'm not big on it. This, but Why? I don't know because I don't really like the CG animation in for anime. Like it just doesn't fit, yeah. like for me. But I don't. I mean, then again, what there was I haven't seen it yet. But there's the uh, animated loop on the the CG animated loop on the third uh, movie, and the animation for that looks like incredible. But you Is know, that on Netflix. I don't know. Not the loop on, not the uh, loop on the third movie. No. There's a couple of. I don't know why I should. There's a couple of um, animated, anime, uh, CG animated anime films on Netflix, like the uh, the Pokemon one they did, yeah, sort of remake of the first movie, and uh, the Dragon Quest movie, which is all Dragon right. Quest. I actually like. I like the Dragon Quest movie. It's not bad. Um, but yeah, so cool. Dragon Ball Z. I like. Oh, Dragon Ball Super. Sorry, I like Dragon Ball, so I'm excited. But. Yeah, man. Good science. <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Um, anything? Do you have any other news before I say what I was going to... The other bit I have? Because I only have one other bit. I've not paid attention to the news this week. Um, but then again, you might say what I already have, so I don't know. <laughs> well, no. I think I know what you've already got. The only thing that I <clears throat> well, I kind of thought was interesting was... Um, so, Doctor Who, they're doing this, this like, immersive theatre, kind of like Secret Cinema did... Like Casino Royale and Empire Strikes Back, Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. Mm. Um, Doctor Who's doing one in the West End called Time Fracture. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, and they they confirmed this week that um, it's going to feature. Uh, it's it well, we already knew that it featured seventeen different worlds and locations, basically. Yeah. Because um, the, the, I think the premise is you get it's like a you have to explore yourself and find out the clues yourself, kind of thing. Um, but they've confirmed that they're they're gonna get 
all the Doctors are going to appear, including like Jodie Whittaker, um, Joe Martin as the Fugitive Doctor, Doctors one to eight as like themselves, the actors. I think there's, I think Jacob Dudman is doing the impressions of nine, eleven, and twelve, mm. and someone's doing ten. Okay. But, um, but yeah, it opens at the end of this month in the West End, and I'm gonna book a ticket because it just seems like my kind of thing. Yeah, no, I mean, it's Doctor Who, so yeah. <laughs> um, so I saw that, and that was pretty interesting. They were going to have, because they've also recorded David Bradley as well. So all the Doctors are in it, sorry, from Doctors 1 to to 13, including the War Doctor and, and the Fugitive Doctor. Yeah. And they've got units appearing, and then Torch were going to be appearing, and John Barrowman was going to be in it in a pre-recorded scene, but they've removed that recently. Um, but yeah, still quite exciting. I'm still quite excited to do it. But that's, that was kind of the only thing that I saw this week that made me go, "Oh, hmm." Yeah, I mean that sounds cool. Sounds yeah. Uh, I'm gonna do like it. Something and cry interesting. The entire time. That would be distracting for the other people. <laughs> hey, mate, I'm bringing you. With, I'll bring you with me. No, I'm good. Thanks. I'm good. No, come on, you have a great time. No, I won't. It's Doctor Who. I can't remember the last time I had a great time with Doctor Who. Uh, there was an episode that like I mentioned was like one of the best episodes for a long time. I think it was the uh, it was that one with the Jadoon, wasn't it, in the recent season with the with um the new that I can't remember the actress's name, even though you just mentioned Joe it. Joe Martin. Yeah, with her. Yeah, that was a great episode. Because that was like when that it re- fin- that really felt like. I, you can't say obviously you know if it really felt like the beginning of like new who kind of stuff yeah i think the finale from that series is quite good as well the the, the, the with the time as children and the cybermen and and gallifrey and i i i that was quite interesting i would be able to say my opinion of it if i remembered it so i don't think it stood out to me <laughs> let's just move on let's just swiftly um I think I know what you want to talk about next as well. To be fair. Yeah, Knives Out casting. <laughs> so much. Knives Out sequel casting. Uh, so we've got confirmation that um, obviously Daniel Craig's returning. Uh, yep. Dave Bautista's going to be in it. Janelle Monae. Um, yep. Ed Norton. Yep. And Catherine Hahn so far. I don't think anyone else was announced yet, was there? Well, I mean, we already know who did it. It was Agatha all along. Mm. Original. Um, but, but yeah, I'm. I mean, I've. I have just definitely seen stuff with Ed Norton and Catherine Hahn in that I've liked, and Dave Bautista's all right, I guess. I saw. I read somewhere it might be it might be a rumor, but I read somewhere that Daniel Craig's playing two roles in this film. Oh. Um. Like he might be playing twin brothers. No. <laughs> I don't know why I read that now. No, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> Let's not have. I'm very excited. When I'm I'm ridiculously excited for the Knives Out two. It's the Knives Out sequel. It's not going to be called Knives Out two, is it? <laughs> yeah, but well, what what do we call it for now? Knives Out two. No, what, the you know? Knives Out sequel. Untitled Knives Out sequel. <laughs> I'm calling it Knives Out two. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, that's it's exciting. It's exciting that we're getting like that the casting news is heating up for that. Yeah, true. Pro- it starts filming what in a couple of weeks? Probably, I don't know. Uh, filming would begin on June twenty eighth, 
So, yeah, a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I can't go over. I read just the first one was so get so so good. Well, they've got two sequels, right? They're gonna this sequel. Well, then they've a they've signed. Yeah, they've yeah they've signed for two. They they've signed to make two sequels. Yeah, but That's you know, yeah. So if anything, I mean, Ryan Johnson probably already has the story outlines for both of them then, or something like that. I mean, I would have thought so. He seems like that kind of. He seems like that kind of director. Um, but knives out. Uh, talk about it. Like, um, what other actors would you like to see like be in this? You know, sequel. Oh. Like, there's a because there's a lot of good actors out there that I'd love to see. I can't think of that any off the top of my head. I know I've seen a few people mention some on Twitter that I've been like, oh yeah, no, that would that would be a good role, a good person to be in that film. I mean, there's lots of actors that I that I that I like and I enjoy. I mean, I'd love someone like David Tennant to be in it. Um, Probably or... won't happen though. <laughs> I don't know. He's getting more and more. I mean, based on the kind of people he's got hired now, they're all kind of big names. I know I'm not saying David Tennant isn't a big name. He is a very big name, but I'm also not expecting him to be in a Knives Out sequel. If you know what I mean? Mm. Based on the kind of stuff that David Tennant does now. It's usually, yeah. it's mainly just TV stuff, really. Yeah, I'm not too sure who I'd want to see it. To be fair, um, Harrison Ford, I feel like was quite <laughs> interesting. Maybe uh, <laughs> he'd definitely do something. The Rock. The Rock. Yeah, because I'd want I want to see him play a different type of role than just The Rock. You know? No, but he's one of those like he's always heavily into the production of his films now. Like, so he makes it so he's the main character in everything he's in. He's never gonna Margot be like a, a side a side character. Margot Robbie, yeah, she'd be good in one of those films. Um, like she's an actress that I think is just great and should be in more stuff anyway. But yeah, I say more stuff as if she's not in loads already. But you know what I mean? Yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> um. Well, I'm just trying to think now, to be fair. Because we've got so many good like, actors in the first one as well that would be great to... I mean, I would... Not great to see back, but you know what, what I mean? Like, If they hadn't I been mean, in this, oh. I would have been like, oh yeah, like because I just just I clicked on a random name. Like, Lakeith Stanfield, I'm so happy he's in the first one, but I'd love to see him have a bigger role in it. But I know he probably won't no, come I back. Was, I was... Yeah, I was just about to say him as well. I was going to say, if there was anyone that would carry over... It would be Lakeith Stanfield and and um, the guy who played his partner. Yeah. Um, because you know they're they're cops, but obviously, I assume it's not going to take place in exactly the same borough or district as as the first. No, one. I probably won't. I think the second one is like taking place in Greece. I think. I think there was yeah a lot. I've heard rumours about that. Um, so who would you find? Yeah, in I Greece? wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> mind seeing. I wouldn't mind seeing him again. Um, Someone like Michael B. Jordan, he'd be good. Yeah, he'd be great in any of those kinds of things. He's great. I'm trying to think of names I've seen going around. Like, I've just seen so many funny ones. Like Paddington has been announced for Knives Out Two. Your mum's been announced for Knives Out Two. Hmm. <laughs> oh, very funny. 
Spider-Man. But no, yeah, so it's a big, big film, big film. It'll make, I well, I'll say it'll make loads of money. It's probably, I don't think it's going to be just released on Netflix. It'll probably get a cinematic release and then go to Netflix. Well, I don't not... know. But then again, it's Netflix, so it probably will just go straight to Netflix. But well, no, they've done some film as a limited cinematic release, like The Irishman had a limited, a limited run. It did, but it was also on Netflix at the same time, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I know. But, um, so that the, the, no one's going to go and really see it in the cinema if it's going to be on uh, on Netflix at the same time. It's just people just would find it easier to watch it at home. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But well, it'll probably come out like it'll probably come out next year, won't it? I would have full started next year. Yeah, I don't think it's start of next year if it started filming June, but it could be. It depends on. Well, we'll not because it, it's Netflix. Because it's Netflix, they'll release a trailer and then we'll get the film like a couple of months later or something. Oh, they'll release a trailer and we'll get it the next fucking day. Netflix is really film... bad with their, with their a... promotion, I think. Well, there, a lot of people like that about Netflix in that like they ne- they will give you a trailer, they'll give you a release date, and the release date is very soon, so it's that you know you get you just can drum up a lot of excitement that way. Yeah. When it's something bigger, I don't know, yeah. I, don't, I think a limited marketing campaign can be a benefit, especially if it's close to the release date. Yeah. Like, it works in Netflix's favour all the time. <laughs> like, something will get a trailer and yeah. then suddenly it's released and everybody starts watching it. Yeah, that's a good point too, yeah. So, I mean, I mean <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm buzzing for it. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I can't wait. Really, I I rewatched the the first one, uh, like a couple of months ago, and I just didn't realize how much I really enjoyed it. Yeah, such a good film. Um, but yeah, that's cool. That's that's that. You know what else is a good film though? No. What else is gonna be a great film? No. An amazing film. No. Best film ever. No. Ready? No. Fuck it out. My sorry. Uh, the reason I paused there is because I'm using, I'm using AirPods to to record this podcast. That's my that's my that's my um listening device, and other headphones are available. But um, Siri just decided to pop up and it's done it again, asking me for his favorite film. Lol. He said The Godfather. Fair enough. It's an easy, to him. Um, it's an easy answer. Um, no. What were you gonna say? Sorry. My segues were in Venom, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. You see, until you just said uh, that, I had actually completely forgotten what the film, what we were talking about was, um, what the upcoming film was. I was like, what trailer was it? I don't even fucking remember. Um, yeah, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, or Venom, Let There Be Carnage, there's no 2, I don't think. No, there's not. Yeah, so that had a trailer released on, I want to say Tuesday? I um, don't know. Directed by Andy Serkis? Yeah. Uh, what did you think? Starring, you know, Tom Hardy, um, Naomi Harris, Woody Harrelson, um, Stephen Graham's in it, apparently. Michelle Williams, apparently. He's in the trailer. Michelle Williams. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks like they're going to definitely play into the relationship between Eddie Brock and Venom and make that, like, the foreground thing. Yeah, I feel like the tone of the trailer was a little bit all over the place. Like, it starts off trying to be, like, these... This buddy kind of duo not buddy duo but but almost a bit comedic with 
with Venom trying to make breakfast and Tom Hardy just kind of not knowing what to do. Yeah. Um, it did kind of make me laugh at the end where Venom just goes, yummy. <laughs> that did make me giggle. I mean, I, I um, mean, I like that's that was one of the things that people loved most about the first film, which you know isn't very good. Um, <laughs> what they loved was that yeah. that relationship was like it wasn't focused on a lot, but it seems they can get a lot out of it in terms of comedy. Um, yeah, true. Which isn't what you would expect, obviously. When if if if, if, if Venom, Venom, no, if Venom was in a Spider-Man film, obviously he's a villain, but in this he's where he's the like the anti-hero. Um, yeah, I mean, I I said this to you over text, and I know you don't agree, but I got slight brief horror vibes from the Carnage stuff. I don't personally. think I don't think they did enough with it. Like, it felt like they were trying to make it seem a bit darker and stuff, but it does. I didn't get enough from that of that from the trailer. I don't know. I think it's because the trailer was front loaded with the like the light hearted stuff that then it was just that was the that yeah, was how what... I felt going through the trailer. Yeah, like that's what I mean about the tone. Like because of the the start of the trailer, with that the tone towards the end, that didn't necessarily work for the trailer. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it also doesn't show us anything, which is you know surprising for a Sony film. Yeah, no, it's quite nice to not actually <laughs> know the plot. I mean, all we know about the plot is is well, is what I think Andy Serkis revealed after the trailer came out is that. Um, Carnage has taken a, uh, I can't remember the name of, Peter Cassidy has taken an affection to um, Eddie Brock and will only talk to Eddie and that's kind of how the film starts. Wait, what, sorry? Go? So, Andy Serkis did like a, a, a trailer breakdown with IGN yeah. after the trailer came out and he basically revealed that Cletus Cassidy will only speak to Eddie Brock. He won't speak to anybody else but Eddie. Okay. So that's kind of how the that's kind of how their relationship starts at the start of this film. Um and like and Cletus Cassidy and Carnage end up taking this kind of it this kind of obsession with Eddie Brock and Venom. Fair enough. Um and that's kind of how it starts. Yeah. I'm glad they got rid of that fucking ridiculous haircut though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was just like a random. They just threw it at the end. They probably didn't even have faith in it at the time. <laughs> yeah, I bet they didn't even expect to get a sequel. To be fair, it doesn't matter. Like, it happens a lot. Like, they'll be like, "Oh no!" Look, like, come on, the first time we see Thanos at the end credit scene in the Avengers, he looks dumb. He does, yeah. And... What do you think of the look of of Carnage? Yeah, I mean, there's not much we see, but you know, looks fine, I guess. Looks alright. I mean, I'm kind. Of, I'm hoping, you know, Andy Serkis is a good director with in the past. So, and he's very good with obviously like motion capture. Um, well, I mean, he's he's probably the best with motion capture. So, I'm I'm, I'm very much hoping that this film is going to be a lot stronger than the first one because the first one was just just all over the place. Yeah. No. How many? What's he? How many films has he directed? I know he done the Jungle Book. Well, the he done Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle. Sorry, Mowgli, yeah. Legend. Of, I didn't get through that. I got halfway through and turned it off. I just didn't like it at all. I li- I liked that it was doing so it was doing it differently and it was trying to go for a more a more darker story, but it wasn't very yeah. good. Um, he also directed a film called Breathe. That was that film with Andrew Garfield, right? That wasn't very good, was it? Apparently. 
Oh, it's average. Done. Average reviews. Um, but no, he hasn't directed too much. He's done a lot of like second unit directing, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did second unit directing for The Hobbit. Yeah, but those are the only two uh, films he actually directed before this one, so. Okay. He's. Well, I'm hoping. I'm hoping you know this one is going to use elements of motion capture, and I hope. I just, I just, I genuinely really want it to be good. I really do. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure it will be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Really, it's the first one had. I found it fun. Like I, I remember saying afterwards, like it's a really bad film, but I loved it because yeah. it's just so like it's just it was just I had a little, I had fun with it, and that's that was a good thing then. But it's just like I don't want to just have another a sequel just be that same thing I want it to yeah I want it to be good I forgot I mean, you never want a film to be bad but no, of course not but yeah I can't think of much else I could say about it to be fair I don't know I mean I really I really like the character of Carnage as well and Cletus Cassidy like, yeah. I liked him in the comics and and I mean he's a psycho but he, he's a very interesting character in the comics and in, like the, the animated Spider-Man from the 90s I remember um so I really hope they do that character well, and I hope I hope I think Woody Woody Harrison is a is a is a de- is decent casting. Does he fit for the role? I don't know just yet. Didn't really. No, I couldn't. I couldn't I, really tell from the trailer. No, I couldn't say whether or not I think he's suitable for the role because obviously <clears throat> we've never seen Cletus Cassidy in live action before. Yeah, um, he's quite a big step. Yeah. I have, I do know a lot, I do know about like a lot of Spider-Man fans that are very critical of Carnage, like not being a great villain. Um, but yeah, I've heard, only have, I've only seen a few, like a few people that have said they're not very big, big fans of Carnage, but yeah, I don't know. He is, he is just, he is just angry Venom. Oh yeah, for sure. Like he's angrier Venom. (laughs) Yeah. So. Or Psycho. Psycho Well, no, yeah. Um, but I don't know. But yeah, it comes out in July. I want to say. I think it's July. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, um, see it. we'll review it. September. Oh, September. All right. I was way off. Fucking hell. Yeah, I think it was. Well, it was delayed. I think. Oh no! Yeah, of course it was. But um, I don't know. Because of the panini. I don't have like big faith in it. Not gonna say like that. I don't know. I don't know. There's not much I can um, really say. Oh uh, yeah, I want to. I I feel like the trailer just didn't show. It just didn't. It didn't wet my appetite enough. No. Very true. Um, I kind of wanted more from this first trailer. A little bit more to be, even if it was just like a standout point in the trailer where it's like, oh look, that was something we can. Everyone's going to be talking about, but there was nothing. Like no, that, that. that's true. Like like not. It was a lot. Of, so I was gonna say like when the uh, the first the first Venom trailer that showed off Venom had that like you know where he they actually show him like how it like kind of forms around him. Yeah, you know, when like, the head exactly. comes up and it, you, we got we got a good look at Venom. Like this trailer gave us a good look at Carnage, kind of, um, but it wasn't. Yeah, there was nothing in it I can say to you. Oh, well, that's a great shot. The most memorable part is the first scene of the trailer. Yeah, there's no there was no real talking points in this trailer like it it, yeah I expect I just wanted I wanted a little bit more um 
Yeah. So yeah, I mean, hope uh, yeah, hopefully it's good. We'll get another trailer soon. But um, yeah. Venom. 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 I'm kind. Of, I'm just speeding through the trailer at the moment. Apparently, so now people know, like his local shop owner knows that he's got his symbiote. Yeah, I guess. Well, that's the thing, right? That carries over I... because he does transform into Venom in that in the shop at the end of the first one. But that's the thing, right? I watched the trailer literally just before we did this podcast today, mm. and I I couldn't pinpoint stuff for it. There's something going on about Cletus Cassidy. There is some stuff going on with uh, Stephen Graham. <laughs> it's like, what's this film doesn't have a clear like idea about what's going on there's a point, point there's a part in the trailer where someone kills a spider is that a reference to spider-man <laughs> i think that's clear it's cassia that does that was it yeah oh I yeah because I, I, I can see I now because of the outfit he's wearing yeah i could easily tell you more about the morbius trailer than i could with this michael keaton's in the morbius trailer exactly are they like there's a are they trying to are they trying to give him the lethal injection at one point in this trailer or yeah I think that's when he first turns into carnage yeah just clicking through it there's a point point in the trailer where Eddie Brock and Stephen Graham are in a hallway and Venom goes out to try and eat Stephen Graham it looks like well I think I can't remember the name of Stephen Graham's character that Andy Serkis revealed but in the comics his name's Graham Graham Stevens yeah (laughs) his character is is the first it's not um (laughs) is the first inhabitant of Carnage. Well, the second inhabitant of Carnage. Really? Well, I mean, in the in on the cast list on Wikipedia, it says his character's name is just Mulligan. Yeah. Like, a detective oh, hoping to use Brock to find the remains of Cassidy's murder victims. That's, that's all it says on here. Hmm. Mulligan? But, yeah, whatever. Um, there's obviously that there's yeah other other characters with powers in this as well because they're obviously building their universe or trying to. You got the Sam Raimi uh, Daily Bugle logo mm-hmm. on the newspaper. That's the thing we saw. They're just using. To be fair, Sam, when I like, like in... I mean, to be fair, when I saw that, I was just like, "That's just the Daily Bugle logo." I didn't instantly go, "Oh, Sam Raimi." No, it just reminded me of in the Morbius trailer where they used the. There's the the picture of Spider-Man on the wall, but it's um, actually Spider-Man for Sam Raimi. No, it's the Spider-Man. It's the Sam Raimi costume, but the snapshot is taken from the Spider-Man game. Oh shit! Yeah, it was. yeah, it was. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, isn't that? But that day, I thought. Isn't what's the Daily Bugle logo in the comics? Is it not the same as the one they use in the film? Yeah. I don't. I don't. I. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I didn't think anything of it. I literally just was like, Daily Bugle logo. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Um, The Connish's design is alright. It looks... There's not, like... I'm looking at that, you know, that shot at the end where he's, like, got all his weird tendrils. Yeah. And, I mean, if they do something interesting with him, yes, I do like like Carnage as a concept. Like, he's obviously Venom, but more. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, And I hope they do something decent with him. I fucking hope so. Venom. Absolutely hope so. Well, should we move on? Let there be a... Carnage. Carnage. Well, do you want to? Do you want to move on to? Haven't what finished will probably the trailer be... yet. Oh wait, there's a good. There's a that weird 
shot at the end. Oh, what on the um on like the church yeah, spire thing? That's pretty cool. I didn't see that before, yeah, or I didn't pay attention to it before. That's a pretty cool shot. Um, <laughs> sorry, the comments on YouTube. Venom screaming no because a lack of because of a lack of chocolate is meme material. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, that's the Venom trailer. We've said what we had to say. It was kind of crap us talking about it because we didn't really know what to say. <laughs> well, I was going to say, should we should we move on from from what's probably an okay film to what was and is an absolutely insanely good TV show? So we're not talking about Jupiter's Legacy yet. <laughs> this is Jupiter's Legacy. Well, no, I was going to. Um, <laughs> Do you want to talk about Jupiter's Legacy in what we've been watching, or do you want to do you want to cover it now? Yeah, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it at the end. Um, uh, because our main, sorry, because our main topic for this week is we're going to be talking Invincible Series One because oh, I finally I thought you were going to I thought you were going to talk about Castlevania Season Four. No, mate. <laughs> have you watched it? I take it you've watched it though. Yeah, yeah. I have. Did you enjoy it? Don't know. I we'll have to wait till I'll talk about it at the end. Oh, fair play. Yeah, but um, yeah. So, Invincible series one. Boom. I finally, finally got around to finishing it. I watched like, the first episode a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I watched episode three on like Tuesday, and then by Wednesday the whole series was done. I was like, it was weird when I started watching it because it was like I started watching it the weekend it came out. I think it came out on the it came out on the Friday. They dropped the three episodes. And I just, on the um, Sunday, I was like, I don't bother to do anything. I'm just going to watch the beginning of this. And I obviously, I watched all three episodes. I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> like, I was only just watching this yeah. because I thought, may as well give it a go. And I probably wouldn't have watched it until I heard people talking about it. But I decided to watch it on my own, off my own back. And I was like, oh, wait, no, this is good. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think I'm, I'm, I'm happy I binged it, personally. Um... Are we spoiling this? It's been out for a few weeks, yeah. Alright, sweet. I mean, the first episode, I think... Um, actually, no, you know what? Before we start, do you want to tell us the premise? What is the premise of Invincible? Really? Fuck's sake. Yep. It's a superhero world with heroes. You could do better than that. I don't want to. <laughs> wow. Do it for the listeners. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> yeah. So does a lot of people. Invincible is an adult is an American adult animated superhero television series based on the image comic series of the same name by Robert Kirkman, which premiered on Amazon Prime Video on March 25th, 2021, to critical acclaim. The series stars Stephen Yoon, Sandra Oh, and J.K. Simmons. The series revolves around Mark Grayson, a 17-year-old boy whose father is Omni-Man, and his transformation into a superhero under the guidance of his father. In April 2021, Amazon renewed the series for a second and third season. That's the Wikipedia entry. Yeah, I was. That was. Yeah. Mark Grayson is I a normal. Mark, shut up. Mark Grayson is a normal teenager, except for the fact that his father Nolan is the most powerful superhero on the planet. Shortly after his seventeenth birthday, Mark develop, begins to develop powers on his, of his own and enters into his father's tutelage. Tutelage. So it's a superhero world. There are superheroes which are based on other superheroes, essentially. Yeah, it's, it is like a. That is. 
when you look the at guy, it from an outsider's perspective, the, a lot of it is a rip-off of, like... Well, not rip-off. I think Mon- it's meant to be, Superman like, Superman and Batman. Yeah, it's, me- it's meant to be, though. Like, it's one of those shows that's like, yeah, these are meant to be those characters. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, the Guardians of the Globe that we meet in the in the first episode, yeah, they've basically... There's what there's a there's a fast man. Um, There is a fast man. He's very Red, fast. Red Rush? Yeah. There's Darkwing. I can't find the list. It used to have the list of the original Guardians. Where are they? There they are. Um, yeah, there's, so there's... Um, yeah, there's Red Rush, who's essentially... Flash. There's Darkwing, who's essentially Batman. There's yep. A- Aquarius, Aquarius, who's, assen- who's he's a fish man, but he's essentially Aquaman. There's yep. Martian Man. <laughs> Martian Man! A shape-shifting Martian hero. I wonder who that's in reference to. <laughs> Martian Man Hunter, you obviously. You got Green Ghost. You got War Woman. <laughs> yeah, War Woman, who's essentially Wonder Woman. Green Ghost, who's I don't know, meant to be essentially Green Lantern, but she's green. Yep. Uh, and the Immortal, who's obviously this the um the Superman one. Yeah. Then again, Omni Man's got like Superman strength as well. But yeah, um. Oh, yeah, of course he does. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about that's the show, that's the plot. Like, we're spoiling it anyway. So, your... <laughs> yeah, let's just jump straight into it. What were your What were your thoughts? I mean, it's it's incredible. Like, <laughs> I think it's invincible. Mm. No, it doesn't. Work. No, I think, I think, I think the series definitely gets stronger as the episodes go on. For <laughs> no, sure. Yeah, I think there are a couple of episodes. I think I I remember episode. I think it's episode. Three and four, I thought were pretty weak. Not like really weak, but like not the best. Um, yeah, the one because episode episode three is like the 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 funeral and all the stuff on like Mount Rushmore, for example. Yeah, and then episode four is when uh, uh, Mark goes to space, goes to the goes yes. to Mars. Like I thought that was interesting, but it's you know weak in the grand scheme of things. Um, I definitely think I think the second half of the series is a lot stronger than the first half of the series. Oh no, without for doubt. Sure. But like as a whole, it's still incredible. Like, <laughs> oh for sure, yeah. I think I think the standout moment from the first half of the series is the end of episode one with Omni Man killing yeah the Guardians of the Globe. Oh yeah, that's, that's what I um I told I pretty much told every anyone that I say anyone the couple of people I recommended the show to I I said to them if you're not if you're not into it by the end of the first episode, then you won't be. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I also yeah. would then say, I said to my friend um, when we I watched it, I watched episode one with him. But before I said it, I, before I started watching the episode, I said, by the end of the episode, you will be hooked. You might not during the episode, but by the end of it, you will be. Because when it starts, yeah, it... it feels like it is just this. Oh, it's just a g- generic story about. It feels like it's going to be this generic story about a team that, especially if you don't know anything about the comics, because obviously it is based on a comic that's uh, very, yeah, very well known. Um, but if you go into that first episode not knowing anything about it, and you're watching it, it does feel like it's going to be about this teenager coming to terms with superpowers, being a superhero, um, and having a superhero parent. But like he doesn't, the, he gets his powers in the first episode, and he has them. It's not like oh, now I've got to learn how to use them over the course of the season. Like he has his powers. 
Also, he gets them in like the first ten minutes as well. You're oh not yeah, waiting that long. Yeah, that's what I was one of my worries as well because like they talk the episode starts with him being like, "Oh, your powers will come at some point," and then he's just like, "I love that scene where he's just at work putting the trash out and throws one of the bags into into space." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and I mean as well because these are these are they're not short episodes for an animated show. Do you know what I mean, these are these are forty five minutes to an hour episodes. Yeah. Um, so the fact that you get his powers in the first ten minutes, I quite enjoyed. Yeah, and I think I think like you said that yep, yeah, the first episode definitely makes you feel like it's just going to be a stereotypical superhero show, a bit of a rip off of other entities doing its own thing, and then you get the ending of Omni-Man, Omni-Man yeah. killing well, the globe. Well, before we get there, let's I mean talk through the first episode a bit more because there's a lot like I want to touch on that's not just the violence, um, <laughs> like. Of course. There's the I like there's the way it, like talking about how fast it moves along and gets it into it. In the first episode, Mark get Mark gets his powers, gets his costume and his name, and he's fighting crime already. Like he's a superhero by the end of the first episode. He is. That is actually very correct. Um, and obviously the guy that uh makes his costume is played by Mark Hamill. Yes. It's got a great cast this show. <laughs> like the 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 casting is just insane yeah like from the... you know like Stephen Stephen Young Sandra Oh J.K. Simmons um, people talk... and even to even people have spoken about if they did a live action version of this like um, not maybe not keep Stephen Young because he's not 17 because they are adapting this into a live action thing Seth Rogen's working on it yeah um, uh, get like obviously a younger actor to play it but they're saying they should keep Sandra Oh as the mother <laughs> yeah because that's another thing as well. They use the cast to like influence the way the characters look now as well. For example, um, Zazy Beats's character. Yeah, and I mean, again, again with with the cast, you even have people like Walton Walton Goggins, um, oh, Jason. Yeah, Cecil. I can never say his. Manzukas. I can't say the, the guy. Fucking incredible! Oh, yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, I, when I first, it's funny because Marcy when I was Brown. I I like I I I didn't I don't really like Rex's character. I think he's a bit of a douche. <laughs> oh, he's an arsehole. But yeah, he does show, he does show some good like parts to his character as well. I liked his character more when I realised it was Jason Mansukas playing him. Yeah, but like, even no, but even he's the, great. <laughs> even even the guest characters, right? So you know um, the two guards. Yeah, one of them is John. Um, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like that's that's. I thought there was small sorry. part. I, was, I thought they were going to do more with that because he shows up again in another episode with his, yeah, with no, his stepson. So I'm thinking, is that going to lead to something more, or is it just? Well, the son, the son does turn up at the end of like episode like seven, um, digging up Immortals um, corpse, and then the two, the two, the clones turn up. Mm. The Mauler twins. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Even, of course. Even... Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember, yeah. I know that. Yeah. Jonathan Groff, Ezra Miller. Um, Jonathan Groff in this. Um, yeah, he plays um, Rick Williams' love interest in the university episode. I, I, did you, the first time I ever heard of Jonathan uh, Jonathan Groff was he was in a musical that I put on in school. Not me personally, really. With people, yeah. Like he wasn't in it obviously when I did it, but like <laughs> he was in the original version of the musical that we did. Yeah, that was the first time I ever um, heard of him, and then like I know he's done a lot of stuff since, <laughs> like a lot. Mahershala um, Ali, who's probably gonna, be he, no, yeah, he's he's, a, he's gonna be recurring. Um, 
I mean, Digimon Hounsu, is that how you say his name? I, I, Gmon, D, G, I don't know, Gmon Hounsu. I wouldn't, don't think it's Digimon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, apologies. Ezra, Ezra Miller has a has a brief role. Yeah, Justin Roiland. <laughs> um, Lenny James, Lauren Cohen, Chad Coleman, Ross Marquand, Fred Tavascure. Um, Seth Rogen is Alan the Zachary Alien. Qu- Zachary Quinto. Yeah, as robot. Yeah, he's obviously recurring. Well, Rudy, robot or Rudy? Um, well, no, he's robot. And then Ross Marquand is uh, Rudy. Oh, is it Ross Mark? Oh, duh. Of course, it's a different voice. Um, oh wait, isn't Ross Marquand someone else as well? Yeah, he was also uh, the Immortal. Yeah. Um, nice, and he? he's also he's also by playing Kursk. He's also Red Skull uh, in the Infinity War and Endgame. He is. We could go through the cast forever. Let's like not spend the whole thing doing. <laughs> yeah, no, but but even even just from oh, the cast point of view, this show is that's just a, ridiculous. That's another thing. The high school is called uh, Reginald Vell Johnson High. The principal is played by Reginald Vell Johnson. He played the um, he plays the one of the cops in Die Hard, and he's also uh, the dad in a Family Matters. I think it is the show that has a uh, Steve Urkel. <laughs> Amazing. Wait, is he the what the cop, the cop in the first Die Hard? The yeah, one that, um, the, the black cop. Yeah. John McClane talks to. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Uh, so the school's called Reginald Bell Johnson High. <laughs> Love that. Um, and yeah, the principal is played by Reginald Reginald Bell Johnson as well. Um, but yeah, there's so much that happens in the show that is like set up for like, other things that are going to happen. But the big thing that happens is obviously, like we've mentioned, at the end of the first episode, coming out of nowhere when you're if you don't know what's going on, <laughs> is um, no, but even Omni Man tearing apart the Guardians of the Globe. Yeah, but the thing is, right? The thing with that is, even I read the because fir- they've got the first five or six volumes on um, Kindle for free, right? Mm-hmm. So I read after I watched the show, I wa- I read the first volume. Um, <clears throat> Of Invincible, and apparently it's not till like volume three that the Guardians are killed. So they they do move this show quite quickly. Oh yeah, but I think it works. I think it really works because, like you said, like there's a lot. There is a lot of setup for for future. What's going to happen in the future? But then it it's not. This show isn't just endless setup. It, it, it no, it isn't. It moves. It really... really makes you care for the characters that, as well. That's also. Um... You can say that's hindsight because it's Robert Kirkman's the showrunner as well. Yeah, exactly. So he's the one that he he's doing this show the way he wants to, and I feel like it's doing. I mean, I've heard great things about the comic anyway. I haven't read any of it, and I don't know if I'm going to yet. I, I want. I'm, I think I want to, but I also want to experience the show for what it is. Yeah. So I might just put off it, and like no one's out there spoiling everything that happens later in the comics, so. I mean, some people no, probably are. Exactly. But, um, yeah, and even then, I've heard that in the comic, the um, guy, him killing the guardians is like really quick. Like it happens over like a page or something like that. Yeah, and that scene as well is just so good. Oh yeah, it's brilliant. It it's the violence in this show. I read I read somewhere. Um, uh, I think it might have been a comment on Facebook. Someone's like, oh, should I watch this with my, my young son or daughter? And then someone just commented saying, absolutely not. No, like, it's... This is not... It's This is not a superhero show you watch with your kids. No, this is a... It's adult animation. Yeah. 
like that's it's there like it's there's there's all the content warnings and stuff as well before you watch it so <laughs> yeah it's it's just it's not for kids like it's just because it's animated doesn't mean it's for kids i, I also hate that into that that idea that because something's animated it's for kids <laughs> like no yeah no that doesn't no. Well. but i like the, i like the fact the first episode makes you think it's going one way and then it completely swerves and takes you in the opposite direction by the end of it yep we should... I like the fact it makes you it makes you believe it for yeah. the first episode. We should also if I mean again we're saying we're doing this as spoilers, so you've either watched it or you don't care enough and you're just listening to us talk. But um Omni Man uh is from another planet, Viltrum. Yep. Um and he, he tells this reason that he's come to Earth so they can expand and help other worlds and stuff like that. When we find out later on it's like no we go to other worlds so we can take them over and add their world to our empire and it's like oh wow okay you're a bad guy <laughs> because the thing is what i loved about the series is there's so many standout moments that i liked and could talk about like it's not just it's not like with a normal tv series where it's like oh, i all builds up to the finale and that like there's there's like episode five with with i think it's episode five with titan and the battle at the end when Invincible just gets kicked to shit yeah. um, is is an absolutely amazing episode. The penultimate episode is fantastic. I really like all the stuff with Annie. Oh, the penultimate and, episode like, is journey. incredible. Right? Like, that episode is the best television I've watched all year. It, <laughs> it, that along with the last episode. But the penultimate episode really gets the tension up. Like, I felt tense watching it, not knowing what was going to happen. Like, is Invincible going to find out just yet? Like, um, is is the mum going to get away in time? Yeah, What's Nolan going to do? There's loads of stuff that's going on in that, like, episode that's... Yeah, and it's... It's just brilliant. And you get, <laughs> you got the immortal flying out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And, yeah, oh, God, it's great. Um, I just it's just so fucking good man no it I is can't... it's really it's really good it's a really good show <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did I enjoyed it a hell of a lot and then by the end of it I was like this the, the thing with this show is this is what other other shows like Jupiter's Legacy for example they want to be as good as this but they're not I mean the they are like I mean they 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 are different in ways obviously but um yeah I mean that you obviously are going to pick similarities with anything superhero inspired but yeah. no this is um I can't yeah I can't I think of a way to really explain it but yeah I I'd love this show it's great I think the characters are all very interesting they've all got like their own little things going on like there's um with um certain characters like with um in the Guardians of the Globe obviously with Monster Girl Yep. How she's like she's basically the Hulk character. Like she turns can turn into a giant monster, but it takes like time off of her life. Well, it takes her it makes her physically de-age every time she does it. Yeah. So she just gets younger with each. It's not like like not like massively, but like it takes time and she gradually gets will look younger. So like she's It says here she begins the series chronologically at 24 years old. I thought they said 28 in the show. No, 24. Okay, I'm thinking someone else has said 28 somewhere else then. Uh, yeah, so like she's 24, but she's the phys- she has the physical age. She looks physically looks like a 12 year old. 
that's what that's one of the things I like about the show as well is is there's repercussions, but they focus on the repercussions. It's not like something will happen. Oh, look, there's a brief repercussion, and it's never heard of again. Yeah. It's stuff like if Mark gets beaten down, he spends a large chunk of the next episode thinking, "Oh, maybe I'm not good enough for this." But like, you do focus yeah. on the monster girl element, and every time she transforms it, it affects her in some way. There's also there's I was just talking about the uh, the the Mark thing. Um, I was remembering there's obviously the bit where because obviously he's basically he's got like. Not exactly, but he's got like a similar like personal life to like Peter Parker, for example. Yeah, how he's just trying to be like a, a normal teenager as well, like have relationships, but he's a superhero and that gets in the way of things. So like he was meant to meet his girlfriend somewhere, but he gets beaten up at the end of episode five and he's gone for like it's like two weeks or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's such a great. I'm, I like the fact he's not just winning every episode. There is a colour episode oh, no, of where course. he gets just ruthlessly beaten down. Well, he's he's also not yeah. the strongest there, so it's not like when he gets wrecked by his own father. <laughs> we've got we got to talk about that fight in episode yeah, we, eight. That was I wanted brutal. to I wanted to quickly touch on uh, one of my favourite bits with the Monster Girl thing is that when um, when robots initially saying they're going to do like free training sessions a day or something like that, and she's like, "Yeah, I physically can't do that." <laughs> Oh yeah, of course she does. Yeah, because yeah. obviously she would just de-age rapidly. <laughs> That's what I mean, right? Like it takes time to actually. Yeah. It doesn't assume that the audience is stupid, but it also takes time to explain it for you. Yeah, you've got things like Black Samson, in, who's now a member of the Guardians of the Globe, was originally was an original Guardian, but lost mm. his powers. <laughs> gets him back though. Yeah, he does. He gets him back after after being hospitalized. Um in that same fight where Mark gets wrecked they all get wrecked pretty much we talk about the do you want to talk about the final fight uh yeah we can do because the, the thing with me right is this is one of the first shows in a long time where I got quite visibly emotional during that final fight oh, like, really? I, that, I, I, it got me and I don't know like really is it because your dad has thrown you for a train of people yeah he does it all the time <laughs> But that's, that, oh, that's no, fucking grim. It's just it's the performances from J.K. Simmons and Stephen Young, and it's 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 oh, the imagery, and it's like the yeah. with, with the train. We haven't he tries to save. I just want to say, so it's just, we haven't touched upon the how J.K. Simmons is incredible as Omni Man. Oh, perfect! <laughs> like genuinely, perfect <laughs> yeah, he's genuinely outstanding. But it's even the stuff like when Invincible's trying to save the little girl and the woman. And then the building falls down, and he's just holding the woman's arm. Yeah, that's like, another thing. Is I like that. Yeah, even that he he's not always say like he's not always winning. He's not always actually saving the day. People are getting hurt. Like when there's that alien invasion thing where they keep coming through the portal. They like people are dying. Like, yeah, it doesn't hold back. There's that old woman he saves. He takes to that hospital thing, and she dies. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 last. The last episode actually got me quite emotional, and I didn't, I didn't think it would have. I didn't expect it to. I was just, I knew, I knew, going into it, there was a big fight because everyone had spoken about it for, for. Well, it's a meme now as well, <laughs> and it's a meme. And I was like, oh, it's just gonna be, it's gonna be a massive fight, you know. One of them's gonna get beat, beat shit. But by the end of it, I, I genuinely think I had a tear come out of my eye, <laughs> genuinely. And that's not, that's not like me. Oh, what do you mean? Time. That's exactly like you. Yeah, it's exactly like me. But it's just it's it's the bit I like the fact he he has this massive beat down and Mark just won't stop. It's also the fact that Mark 
doesn't want to lose hope in his dad. Yeah. And he just he just wants his dad to come there's, back. Yeah, there's that and thing. His dad's like, no, this is me. Like, the, 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 yeah. no one's controlling me. I also I love that there's the bit where I'm like you know where he's well, well when you get down to the ba- base of it like he's a, at the end of the day he's an abuser like uh, Omni Man because he even yeah. says to him why are you making me do this it's like that's a common thing that abusers will say yeah like I don't want to do this why are you making me do this but like I love it when um, he's saying to him I say love it but he's like you'll live forever like you'll see everybody die like you you know, not forever but like, a very long time everyone you love will die it's like and then at the end what will you have and he's like I'll have you dad like oh yeah I think that was the I think it was that that yeah. got me that's incredible that like yeah because you can also I mean there I is mean, still hum- like a bit of humanity to them like there's that there's that flashback to the like the baseball game well yeah and that's the reason he leaves then he realises that that he does because obviously he does he care about fight son, by yeah. saying yeah, he starts to fight by saying your mum's a pet. Like your mum. Yeah, that's pretty, yeah, I lo- pretty. I love the stuff I love, he says is pretty I, brutal. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh yeah, I, I spent a lot of years thinking I loved her, but now I realise she's just a pet to me. Everyone here is a pet. Yeah, you're gonna join me, and Mark's like, no, fuck you. And even though he keeps getting thrown down, he keeps getting back up. Yeah. Um. It's fucking. Oh, it's think right. That's such a testament to the voice acting as well oh yeah Stephen Yeun is great like yeah it's not easy to always just portray all the varied emotion okay yeah you've got the animation to go with it but it's not always easy to to portray such varied emotions through voice acting and they do it so well like that scene is probably the strongest scene in the show I think there's that um there's that there's a scene that um someone pointed out uh one of the voice uh someone a voice actor I follow who does stuff like his own podcast and stuff um, pointed out there's that scene where in one of the earlier episodes where um, Mark's come back from doing superhero stuff and he obviously ambers up in his room mm. um, and like his dad's talking to him and like Mark is just going mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like so like yeah like, it's like that's just relatable <laughs> like <laughs> and it's brilliant yeah, it's like it's not like it's not obvious but it's it's this great acting like especially voice acting like because voice acting isn't just voicing a character you still gotta make it believable and it's great no yeah. they're all great like obviously there's a lot of people here who aren't traditional voice actors which I know is something that is criticised a lot about animated stuff is how they do go for big names more often than actual you know seasoned voice actors but there are also yeah. a lot of seasoned voice actors in here as well Um, which is good yeah I think everything about this show works I, there's not I'm very excited for series two and series three. Like it's, yeah. it's, and I don't know where it's going to go. That's another thing as well. And I, I like that. It's a, usually you can kind of, you can kind of go, yeah. oh, it's going to do this, that, and the other. But this time I'm like, no, genuinely, I don't know what they're going to do next a bit. It's kind of a, a soft, a soft spoiler, but something that I uh, apparently I've heard that a lot of the stuff they show at the end, like you know, when yeah. they're like, oh, they're basically this is all stuff to come, kind of thing. Um, yeah. A lot of that is like really small in comparison to where the series actually goes sick um, but yeah because I, I also uh, just because it's like because obviously the last scene is uh, Mark with Alan the alien um, brilliant love Alan I love that alien, when we first Reagan. when we first meet him it's like they're like oh it's this guy again just go up there and beat him up and send him off um, and it, it's just real. it makes you realise in all the time he's been travelling there no one's ever tried to speak to him <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and Mark's just like, well, what are we that. doing? And he's like, well, I'm, te- we I'm testing you. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, Alan the alien figures out he's been going to the wrong planet the whole time. <laughs> so good. It's just so good. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited for the next series. But the, the biggest question, I think... Well, actually, I also wanted, come... cause I wanted to mention um, uh, uh, Adam, Adam Eve. <laughs> oh, of it's course. Like, no, yeah, she's, sorry. Yeah, she's, yeah. She breaks off on her own and does her own thing. And she's a really, really interesting like her, character. Yeah. Yeah, I really like her character and the kind of journey she goes on as well. Like the character arc that she's got and still, still kind of continues yeah. by the end of the series. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's definitely it's a, it's a really interesting one. I think that and, and I think the pairing of her and Invincible I think work really well as well. As friends, we should say. <laughs> yeah. So no, sorry. Yeah, as in like a, I mean like it's a superhero team up. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they work. They, it's good that like. I mean, I don't know where that relationship goes in the comics, but, like, yeah, it's good that their friendship's good, and they're, like, team, yeah, as a team. And I like that, you know, his his closest friend and Amber, like, they all know that he's a superhero and that she's a superhero at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that as well. But, yeah. You can tell there's gonna, there's, that's going to be, like, the... the there's a new status quo going in series two of, like, Abernan knows, William knows... You know, Adam Eve's there as well. Like this kind of little group of them. I wonder if they they'll play on that kind of. Obviously, I, I'm, I'm they're very like to the comics, I'm sure. But I wonder if they're going to play on that dynamic. Because one thing I know very faithful to the comics. I, I'd be surprising if Robert Kirkman wasn't faithful to his own comic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. No, but no, but it's even stuff like like you know we said earlier about the when he's throwing out the trash. Yeah. And how it flies away. But when I read the first volume, that's literally shot for shot from the comic. There's not. It, oh, really? Exactly how it plays. Yeah, it's it's really, really faithful that particular scene, um, which I I I was reading on the train. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'm also I'm not 100 percent sure because I haven't watched it, but um, apparently all the original Guardians of the Globe members were voiced by uh, Walking Dead actors. Yeah, they yeah. are. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah. I've heard people say that, so I I didn't you know I didn't think it was a lie. I just I don't know. I'd never watched The Walking Dead. But um, yeah, and I mean, and also quite, that's quite known is um, Stephen Yarn is from The Walking Dead. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> uh, obviously because um, Robert Kirkman wrote The Walking Dead as well. Yeah, but yeah, um, so he, he he brings a lot of actors from that onto yeah. this, I think. But yeah, fan, it's a fantastic show. Wanna? Shall I feel like we should rate this? Oh, is this a microphone? System? Is this a microphone rating system? Of course it is. Well, it's but getting it means... it's getting a hot steaming mic steaming hot smoking microphone from me. It's getting a hot smoking microphone from me as well. It's it's the best show I've seen all year. Like, oh, without yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a toss up between this and One Division for me, but this takes it easily. Oh, but between this and One Division, okay. I mean, I don't know what else you've watched this year, but I mean, yeah, no, what this else is there been nothing really. Like, I've nothing I've watched anyway that's been released this year. <laughs> yeah. Apart from as in, no, as in, as in as in released this year. Yeah, and no, that's what I'm thinking of. That's like, what I mean, yeah. uh, there's not been anything else that I've watched that has been released this year that has got me like Invincible did. Well, there you go. Invincible series one gets two smoking microphones. Yes. Um, it adds, and, and, uh, we should keep like a. Well, I mean, then again, we've changed our rating system loads of times. I'll say we should keep a list of every time we give something a, uh, a smoking microphone. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll keep a list from. From now, well, be, of every, should we do it from every, Invincible? Of everything we rate. Um, well, we 
did we both give Falcon and the Winter Soldier a smoking microphone each? I don't know if I did. I think you did in the end. You know, doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't. It's not important at the end of the day. I'm just. I love making lists. So let's look. No, <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm on a. You can write. We have a, a Google. A Google sheet. Like, yeah, I'll you, put it on. You can write this one down then. We can add that to the list. Um, and speaking of things from other episodes that we should make on the list, we still need to post. We should post our um our five recommendation films that we each did at some point. Yes, on the we should Facebook, actually on the Facebook page. Um, yeah, I'll do that. We can do it after the episode. So ratings. Let's just clear out this. Uh, what's this episode topics? Let's duplicate that. Ratings. Invincible. Two smoking Two microphones. Smoking. Microphones. And we do it. Uh, I'll do a proper table for in a minute with the films but... we've watched as well. We'll add those, like, you know, when we. When we, you know, because obviously the rating system has changed, we'd have to go back and re-rate things. But so let's let's. Uh... Do we just start it from Invincible? Then we'll start it from now. Yeah. Sweet. I'll do a proper table, and then we can update it week by week. Because we're doing like discussion, it doesn't matter if we're discussing this these things on 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 the recording. I actually thought of an idea for a recurring topic we could try and do, which I'm not sure if it would be great, but we could try it anyway. Um, what is it? We each find a film, starting with a certain letter of the alphabet, and we like the same letter, obviously, every time. But we it only run for twenty six episodes, but <laughs> it could be like yeah. a weekly, a, week, a recur, not weekly, but a recurring thing that we could then talk about a film each, and why our one's better than your one, you know, kind of thing. Like, okay, I'd say instead of should we do like bi weekly? It gives us two. I weeks mean, it, to, I'm, not, to I'm saying it. we don't have to like we can do this whenever. It's like one of those. We haven't got another topic, kind of topic. Alright, yeah. I'm so like, we could that. each that be like, fun. "Oh, it's film with the letter A." I mean, it's not always going to be easy because there's not always a film. Like, I think I've got films that don't begin with a certain letter. So, like, I haven't got films that don't begin with certain letters. So. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be fun to find out what we can find. And then we'd have to find something and watch it, and then that's another thing. Is that like, that's yeah. why it can be like a whenever we want kind of thing. Um, yeah, I'm down for that. That's why it'd be a fun little idea. I even think that'd be fun just as a regular, like a bi-weekly or every we'll, like, monthly we'll, segment. We'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. Um, so that was Invincible. Invincible. If you haven't watched it, it's on Amazon Prime Video, available now, all eight episodes. Um, jump on it. It's it's absolutely outstanding. Can't wait for season two. Ah, oh, buzzing. Buzzing. I hope it you know, um, it lives up to the uh, the standard of season one and doesn't, you know, dip. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the same. There's been a lot of oh, shows genuinely. that have, season twos have not impressed me recently. For example, like I liked The Boys season two, but I don't think it was as good as season one. And like Mandalorian yeah. season two was disappointing a little bit to me. That's fair. Um, so I'm 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 hoping it it will live up to the standard. I'm thinking because it's Robert Kirkman based on his own comic, and I've heard the comic is amazing. Like, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. So uh, do I. And because it's animation, it's not. Well, I mean, it still will take a while to make, but it won't take as long <laughs> as a live action show would. Yeah. And speak, actually, speaking of the animation, I'm glad it's not like an adult animation show that's got a really dumb style. Like, that's a popular thing with adult animations, is that they've got this really cheap. They always have like a cheap style, you know? Like, for example, Rick and Morty. 
Yeah, like it's got this cheap animation style to it, where it's like it looks almost effortless the way it's drawn. Okay. But like, I like that this show didn't do that. Like, it looks like those classic animated shows we'd watch as kids in the two thousands. Yeah, 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 yeah. It reminded me very much of like a, not exactly, but like like the X Men or the ninety Spider Man that I loved growing yeah. up with. I liked how it wasn't. It was. I mean, it was polished in its own way. But I'm saying, it, I'm like, how it wasn't. Yeah. Like you said, polished. It wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't. It. Well, I would say it didn't have that kind of silly style because it's like, oh, this is adult animation, you know. And it's, they always have silly styles. People don't always take it yeah. seriously. Uh, but speaking of animation, I have an idea for next week's topic. Oh God! If you what? um love Death and Robots series two, I do still need to watch that. That is because it's an anthology show. It's not one I binge. So I'll we'll see if I get through it. Okay, but yeah, have you did you this? Have you done season one, all of season one, all of part one? No, it's I need to do all of volume one. But yeah, do that first. I mean, it's not like it might be good it's, idea. like I just said, it's an anthology. It's not like it's, it's there's sequels, unless there are. There might be. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, who knows? I also feel like I feel like Love, Death, and Robots could be. Like, I mean, it probably isn't because I know because of when the show they came together and it was like it's produced by certain people. They've yeah, they've all just got a lot of different creators in to make things. But imagine if it was like every episode is essentially a pilot of a show that didn't get picked up. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. But it isn't because like there's so many stories. They're all like concise stories, aren't they? Yeah. But there's a lot of them that are like I'd love. To- I'd watch a, sh- a show of these these things. Oh yeah, there's a couple from Volume One that I really enjoyed. Yeah, there's a there's Volume One's really good. I do- I do want to watch it. I'm just not sure when I will. Yeah, I haven't watched any films this week, so like I need to do that at some point. For my blog post, right, yeah, we can discuss a we can discuss a topic off off podcast. I don't think there's anything coming out yet. Cinemas are reopening though, so. No, yeah, I was gonna say I might. But I there's might, nothing out. <laughs> uh, yeah, the only thing I'd go and see at Cineworld would be um, Mortal Kombat, but I wouldn't be able to see that till the Saturday. Possibly. I ain't rewatching that. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I do. Um, obviously, we want to still go and see Godzilla Kong again at some point. Yes, see it is in 4DX. And I do want to go and see uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. That's getting released as well. It is. It is. I won't have to pay nearly sixteen pound to watch it at home. Yeah, exactly. It just makes more sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying don't pay for movies. I, I'm never saying that. It's just that I can't afford to pay sixteen pound to watch a film at home. One yeah. film. I've got. When, I pay twenty pound a month. World cards as well. Yeah, I pay twenty pound a month for my Cine World card. Um, but I think that moves us on quite nicely to our final segment of of today's of today's show. Oh really? What have you been? Yeah, what have you been reading, watching, playing? I watched all of Castlevania season four. And how'd you find it? It's it's good. It's it's more Castlevania. Uh, I'm not satisfied with the ending. I don't know how what it's like in terms of if if it drifts from what the games the game it's based on did. Um, I don't know right. if it drifts from that. I don't know if it's doing the exact same ending thing to that because I feel like it's not exact to the game. I never played any of them, so. But um, yeah, I feel like they could have commit they could have committed more with certain things in the ending, and it didn't. Um, I was just I wasn't satisfied, right, okay. but I did enjoy it. Like it's still got a seven out of ten rating for me, for example. So okay. Um, and I think it's I don't know. If, I think it's confirmed. It's the end. Yeah, no, it was the final series. Yeah, I know. I remember them saying. I remember 
because I saw someone mentioning something about Castlevania Season 5 and I was like, I thought it was ending. Um, so I just, yeah. Because I know Warren Ellis recently said he was going to leave the show. Like, he wasn't going to do work in it. And then I think they ended it after he said he was going to leave. Yeah. Um, but the guy that produces it, I know he wants to do... He's meant to be doing other gaming things. Game-inspired things. Um, let me find his name. The guy that developed the show, Adi Shankar. He is supposed to be doing an animated uh, Assassin's Creed show and an animated Devil May Cry show for Netflix. Oh, very nice. But there's like loads of other things he's like. I say loads of other things. There's not loads of other things he's doing. I think it's just he's been doing Castlevania. Yeah. Um. He was an executive producer on Dread. <laughs> oh, such a good film. Um. But yes, uh, Castlevania as a whole is still a good show. I'd recommend it. I've seen I you, series one. Yeah, series two is the best. I think so. It's okay. <laughs> it it doesn't get better than series two, <laughs> but it might brilliant. Opinion. But they're still good. It's still good. I I still enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Um. But then I also watched Jupiter's Legacy, and yeah, that's not great. <laughs> yeah, that's because uh, what I've watched this week. I've watched I've watched the first three episodes of Jupiter's Legacy, um, and I'm very much struggling to get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I finish it, maybe we'll talk about it as a topic next week. But um, that's if I actually decide to finish it this week. Um, I it's it's just it's too clunky and it's too doesn't really know what to focus on. Yeah. It's just a bit all over the place. Yeah. Um. I've my thoughts about it are that like, yeah, like the same. It is all over the place. Like, absolutely. I don't know what they're trying to focus on, especially in the present day stuff. There are so many different like little things going on. I'm like, they don't, they don't know what to focus on. Nothing seems like it's given enough time either way. The stu- yeah, it's the, like the, the the past stuff starts off feeling a bit meh. And it was the stuff but I at least wasn't. The past stuff it was the stuff I wasn't looking forward to. Thing. But it's got one focus, yeah. and it's really, it's actually, I think that's the best part of the show in the end. Um, right. And in those sequences, the past sequences, Josh, Josh Duhamel is great. Josh Dumel, however you say his name. Yeah, he's. But I don't think he's good in the present. Oh no, he's not. Like <laughs> he's cringeworthy. I think. It's it's not a great show. I've seen a lot of people giving it praise because well, that's because I follow. Stephen S. tonight on Twitter and he retweets every praise tweet he gets. Yeah. Um but no, I this this show is not good. I nah. <laughs> well yeah, I mean like, like I said, maybe I'll try and finish it this week and maybe we'll talk about it probably next week. But um Oh, but then I'd have to remind uh, myself more of it. Like I'm already forgetting about it. <laughs> but the the main thing I I listened to this week actually was um a big finish who, if you don't know, they do uh, their own audio dramas, but they also do a lot of uh, Doctor Who audio dramas for previous Doctors. Um, and they released their first volume in a four-volume series of Ninth Doctor Adventures. Christopher Eccleston came back to the role after 16 years. Um, and it was quite a big deal because he's not done anything Doctor Who related. He quite famously turned down a role in the 50th anniversary special mm. he was very vocal 
when he left Sorry. about how the BBC didn't particularly treat him very well. Yeah. Um, and obviously now with everything that's come out, you can kind of maybe understand maybe more. But um, yes, yeah, so I was very, I was very, I was very excited for this. It was announced last August. Um, volume one's called Ravagers. Um, very optimistic, and I was, but I was also very apprehensive as to whether it was gonna, you know be good because it was the same when David Tennant did his he's been doing loads of sets and they've all been great but um yeah I've, I've listened to the first two or three episodes they released and it's just genuinely and I'm not just saying this as Doctor Who fan I'm saying this as a as a fan of of stories and, and <laughs> these kind of things it's genuinely outstanding Christopher Eccleston really eases back into the role but the difference with this is you can tell he's having a really good time and he's really enjoying himself. Um, it's it's the stories are great and it's just nice to hear the Knife Doctor again. Like it it really took me back, nostalgic wise, and yeah. reminded me when I was seven years old with my dad about to watch this TV show that kind of changed everything for me. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. It's twenty pounds for digital download. Um, I think the next set's out in August, so you've got a bit of time. But um, I'd highly, if you're a fan of the Knife Doctor, I'd highly recommend getting it and, and listening to it. It's uh, it's it's a really good time. So I've been listening to that this week, and I just watched a playthrough of uh, Returnal, the new PS5 PS5 game. That's fun. Um, yeah, which is fine. I'm gonna watch a playthrough of Resident Evil Village, I think, next. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's all I've that's all I've been watching and recommend this week. To be fair, yeah, I I always find whenever I watch a TV show or a couple of TV shows, I don't watch anything else. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's why I haven't watched I mean, my biggest. Yeah, my biggest thing I watched was Invincible. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that brings us to. I think that brings us to the end of the show. It does, don't don't we do we not have any questions this week, Harry? Oh, we might do actually. Let me go back on my on my pictures of my list. Yeah, because you were saying you were saving some last time, so it's only been a week. You haven't you haven't answered them in your free time. <laughs> Please bear with me. If you could fill out this Connor, if you could do me a favour and fill out the, the awkward silence with like a, a song or a or something. No. Cool. We'll just stick with awkward silence. Yeah, we will. I like silence. Right. Okay. I've... Let me double check. <laughs> well, who was that other one that I saw? See, I feel like if you were, if we were filling this with not awkward silence... No, it's fine. I don't know if you... Have you played Hollow Knight? No. I know oh, a lot about that, it, then. but no, I haven't played it. <clears throat> Have you watched Angels and Demons? No. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> can't do those questions. Uh, <laughs> okay, here's one from Becky, uh, an old friend of mine. When it comes to TV, I recently discovered how to care for a mummy, and it's adorable. What are your thoughts on anime coming to the Western world and the argument between what's better, subs or dubs? Um, argument on anime coming to the Western world in what s sense? Like, I know there's a lot of 
Um, as I say, there's a lot of shows that try to emulate anime that are Western produced, but um, I'm happy with anime. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I've said it loads of times that I, I like anime, but I'm not an anime fan. Like I'll only really watch the good stuff. Um, yeah, subs versus dubs is a is a hard. I know it's a hard topic for a lot of people. Like sub fans, some sub fans hate dub fans, and some dub fans hate sub fans. Um, I grew up with dubs of certain anime, that so I'm like. I'm connected to those more. So, for example, with Dragon Ball, I grew up with the dub. But then when Dragon Ball Super came out, there was no dub, and I watched it subbed. And I'm like, I am a little bit more, more of a fan of the sub versions than I was than I was before. To the point where I prefer some characters in the sub than I do the dubs. Um, yeah, I think it does definitely depend on what you're watching as well. I think yeah, it's quite no, hard. definitely. It also depends on the quality of the dub. I think that's a that's a really big. Um, because early anime dubs are awful because they didn't really care it was more because yeah. when you especially when you find out about like how the dragon ball people started making the dragon ball dub a lot of them had never done voice acting before like ever yeah and then suddenly they're voice actors for a really high profile show um and if you do listen to the early stuff that they dubbed for dragon ball z it's not good like for the funimation dub it's not good the early stuff like compared to them like how they are that as actors and stuff like that now because they've obviously improved while being in the industry um but subs versus dubs it is it's a very it depends answer like some when there are anime that i've watched anime that have come out that they haven't had a sub and i've watched it haven't had a dub and i've watched it with subtitles and then it's got a dub eventually and it's like oh okay i didn't or something like that um i i can't really it's hard one it's easier to watch with a dub if you just want to watch casually, but if you're really interested, yeah. um, you can watch with a sub. It's 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 a hard one because I know a lot a lot of people would prefer dubs because you know they speak English. <laughs> yeah, like in the Western world, like we're we're a lot of English speakers here, especially in England. Um, so I mean, yeah, so. Yeah, we're more prone to watching the stuff in our own language. Um, but dubs can be good. It and it also yeah it does it does it depends on how you discovered it as well. For example, I I watched Death Note a few years back for the first time yeah. with the dub because that's what it was what defaulted as on Netflix. So I watched it all throughout with the dub. And now on Netflix, they don't have the English dub anymore. Uh, and I was going to show it oh. to a friend, and I decided I didn't want to because I was like, "Now nah, you probably you'll get more out of it watching the the dub rather than the sub." And that was a one of those where I was like, "No, yeah, let's watch it with the dub instead." That was also more because I wanted to rewatch it, and um, I was used to the dub. I don't know. Yeah, it's a hard yeah. one. That's a hard topic because it's a hard question because um, it it does depend. It's preference, you know. There's no, yeah, of course. there's no right or wrong answer. Some people seem to think there is, but and it's not a well, question. I thought I'd let you... Yeah, and it's not a question of like, oh, I don't want to read while I'm watching stuff. It's like I'm okay. I put subtitles on everything anyway. Yeah, I'm the same. But and I'm not. I don't shy away from any sort of like foreign films or anything like that because it's like, oh, I don't want to have to read subtitles. Like I don't. That doesn't phase me at all. Um, yeah, same. So I'm trying to think. Um. There's not that many anime I've actually watched that 
just just subbed. Um, there's an anime on Amazon Prime which is really good called uh, Inuyashiki Last Hero. Um, like eleven episodes or something like that. It's, it's, I think it's got a dub now, but it didn't when I first watched it, and I wouldn't. I don't think I'd recommend it with the dub. Even though I haven't heard the dub, I'd say the sub acting is really good, and it really suits that show. Yeah, um, trying to think. I do. Now all the anime I own, I own, I've watched in English. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm probably if if I'm if I'm given a choice and I haven't seen the show before, I'll probably go with the English dub. Okay. Yeah, that's just what I'll go with. Like that'll be my preference. If there's no English dub available, it doesn't mean I'm going to shy away from it. Yeah. If I'm like, well, oh. I thought I'd let, I thought I'd let you tackle that question. Yeah. Because no. I'm. I've not really seen too much anime. No. Um. Not. Not to say I don't like anime. Not. Not at all. But I've just not seen. I've not seen that many or yeah. enough. The ones I've seen have been fantastic. Like I saw um, Spirit Away, I think, I watched late last year, and that's absolutely outstanding, but I watched the sub version, I think. Oh, really? No, did I? No, did I? I watched it on Netflix, so no, maybe it was the dub version. Oh, yeah, when I go to with the with the Studio Ghibli movies, I'll typically watch the dubs because they get some really good casts in. Yeah, like they always hire some high-profile actors, and I like to hear how they do it. And they're not always like amazing, but not that I mean the films—they're all incredible. Like all the Studio Ghibli films are incredible. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, it's also like that film I recommended a few weeks ago. Um, in this corner of the world has got a dub now. I think, um, but when I watched it, it didn't. Oh really? Yeah. Um, because yeah. When I watched it when it came out in the cinema. Um, but I think it's yeah. got a dub now. And there's also uh, the m- most recent Dragon Ball Super film, which came out in the beginning of 2019. I saw it three times in the cinema. One of the times I saw it, I went to see it subbed, because I was like, I want to see both versions. Yeah. Yeah, it has. It's got an English dub now um, in this corner of the world. Oh, nice. Some, oh, some names I actually know as well. Todd Habakul and Kira Buckland. Um, and others. I don't see any two names I know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so if that is on Netflix, it might have the dub on Netflix then. I say it is, I'm not sure if it's still on Netflix. I'll have a look there. But that's a pretty good film. Um, yeah, so that's what I can say about anime sub-dub situation. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, if you have any other any other questions, feel free to send them in to us on our Facebook page, Two Smoking Microphones. I am actually going to set up a sort of an Instagram. Yeah, I was going to... Like the question ones as well. I was going to say that I'll after me- the episode. I'll mention this. I've got something I was going to say after the episode of that as well, like um, about uh, online things on the social stuff. I'll say it to you afterwards though. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I might also... I say I, we um, might set up a Twitter page as well, maybe. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think all elements of social media will be quite a nice... Yeah, all elements. Um, We're going to have a TikTok... TikTok, Reddit, Reddit. I mean, I, I um, I was scrolling through a Reddit thread just about D and D memes. Nice. Like, and that was I was scrolling through it for ages, and I was just like, maybe I should actually set up a Reddit account and start following some, some, you know, some Reddit things. I don't know how I mean, it. Yeah, Reddit's great. I don't really know how Reddit works in that sense. I just go there if it if a link takes me there. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. 
but yeah so look as always we do appreciate everything that uh, all the support we get and you know I uh, get people say that they listen to it and um, it, it means the world like like we said I think we put, kind of put a Facebook post up earlier this week we do genuinely love we say it every week but we genuinely love doing this podcast it's a chance for us just to have a chat and we've been we've had a couple of full starts we've been meaning to do it for quite a while um, and you know this one's it's been going well and we're really enjoying it and that's thanks to support and yeah but um, thing is which you know is something that's really important as well for this podcast is where can they find you Connor um, if you want to hit me up on Twitter you can do uh, at Connor Jordan underscore 96 I almost forgot it uh, which let me sorry uh, <laughs> that's the worst I've ever done that yeah at Connor Jordan underscore 96 C-O-N-N-O-R-J-O-R-D-A-N underscore 96 um, I've been trying to post there a bit more because I don't and it doesn't have many followers anyway um, but yeah go there and you can talk to me there um, you can find me at the doc81 on Twitter I've got another Twitter handle that you'll find on there I don't really use it but I have it um, I've also got a blog called the review lab We're on Facebook and Instagram and we've also got a uh, blog the review lab.org um, I was meant to get back into posting this month but uh, things have been a bit up and down so uh, I think it's more of an indefinite hiatus I think maybe now the start of June I'll I'm, I'm waiting for the next kind of big thing to actually review and talk about nothing's that I, really that I feel ready been to come back yes. do you know what I mean yes, and say nothing's really been happening too much that like that's like I don't really post much like in it that kind of that kind of stuff on my blog anyway but yeah there's nothing that you could really if we'd had like a, a Marvel film you'd definitely have something to say about that kind of thing exactly yeah and I mean I was going to do um the big finish knife doctor uh a review for that and also for their dalek universe range but then i kind of when i when i got those because things have been so all over the place and mental health and all this kind of stuff i just kind of wanted to sit and enjoy them and not have to make notes and then write up a blog about it um but yeah we will be posting on there again soon you can find us on facebook at two smoking microphones like we said we're gonna get some more elements of social media up but we'll give you more information on that next episode as it happens um, <laughs> as it happens um if you want more yeah, information on it you can like the facebook page and we'll give you more information yeah, exactly. on it. and we'll, we'll we'll literally tell you there but you know if not you're gonna have to wait until we remember to say on this podcast yeah don't judge us we're judging you um that was a bit confrontational wasn't it, it was yeah i'm scared now <laughs> um but yeah look as always thank you so much for listening we really do appreciate it keep safe um keep the love alive I guess oh, fucking keep the love alive Jesus <laughs> let's fucking let's just go just just end it please see fucking hell see you see you later <laughs>